And good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on the Traveling on Radio Show. We're your host, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, and we're broadcasting live from our studio near Washington, D.C., and very happy to be your travel partners during the next hour and every Tuesday at this time. Um, and actually, uh, it's just uh, Tanya Fitzpatrick right now. Ian will be joining us uh, shortly, and we look forward to, uh, to welcoming him uh, during the course of the show. But in continuation of our celebration of Black History Month, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. Uh, Ricky Stevenson, who is a beautiful woman, um, introduces the rich culture that had defined Black Paris by taking us on a journey to the places made famous by Black soldiers, writers, and political exiles that came to the City of Light to flee American racism. And from there, it's off to another one of my favorite places, and you guys will hear this. And you have heard this constantly. Every place is my favorite place. But uh, as a scuba diver, we'll be uh, heading to uh, the uh, beautiful island of Curacao to explore the influence of Africans in the region. And we'll be joined by uh, Andre Roger of the Curacao Tourist Board, uh, who will talk about the island's rich Afro culture and history. Uh, so indeed, we have a uh, information-packed show for you today, and uh, we invite you to share this show uh, and uh, in our Black History series, and also invite you uh, to join in on the conversation by calling our studio line at 888-463-6748. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT. And uh, don't forget that uh, you can also join our networking circles on Twitter and Facebook and sign up for our newsletter uh, on our website at traveln-on.com. Well, you know, Paris, the city of light, has been a beacon of freedom for many black soldiers, writers, performance, and political exiles for more than two centuries. Uh, Paris's rich culture continues to attract many, including our guest, Ricky Stevenson, of uh, Black Paris Tours, who will tell us about the magic of Paris and its place in the hearts and minds of the black community from America and elsewhere. Ricky, welcome to Traveling On. Merci beaucoup, Madame Tanya. I should have said bonsoir, comment ça va? That's uh, that's about the extent of my French. Actually, I have to tell, I have to start off by telling all of your listeners that the most important thing they can do when they get to Paris is begin saying bonjour madame, bonjour monsieur, au revoir madame, au revoir monsieur, and even if you don't speak another word of French, that will just help you hurdle past some of the French um, reluctance. <laughs> yes, and 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 I will uh, I will confirm that having uh, having lived in Europe and visited Paris many many times on my first visit, uh, I was lost. I had traveled alone and I was lost and uh, sought directions and um, uh, asked if um, the gentleman that I ran into spoke English and he shook his head no and I think I looked so pathetic that he actually came back and assisted me. Yes. Uh, in English, but it's the it's the Parisian way. It's not yeah. like that throughout France. It's, um, it's like <laughs> the South. You have to start off with "Hi, how you doing?" <laughs> Bonjour, and then you can go on to the other things. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now you were fascinated by Paris uh, as a very young child, and 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 even fascinated by its black history. Where did all that come from? 
Well, I'm going to make this short. My mother, before she married my father, my mother had been a dancer. She came from Denver, Colorado. And my mother at one time danced with the We Armstrongs band, and she just had this fascination for all things French. And as a, when I was a little girl, my mother took me from San Diego to Los Angeles to see Josephine Baker perform when I was three years old. And mm. I saw her, my, my parents took my brother, sister, and I to see Josephine Baker perform in San Francisco when I was a teenager. And there was a time, and all of us, many of us who are this age remember, when there were very few blacks appearing on television. And my parents would, we'd watch television, and if there were black people, everybody would call everybody else. Oh, look at the television. So-and-so is on TV. So, you know, there's, there's Josephine Baker. There's uh, Sidney Bechet. There's Eartha Kitt. And they had all lived, performed, worked, thrived, had this fabulous life in Paris. And I was like, this must be a special place. So my parents <laughs> had told me at one time, my, my father had promised my mother, well, when I get out of the Navy, we're going to take these kids and we're going to move to Paris. And when Dad did uh, retire, we did not go. And that's when I promised myself that I was going to go one day because I wanted to see what kind of place, what kind of city could be like this. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you you did go in the 1990s as an international travel reporter for a San Francisco-based television uh, network, mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know that job really led you to to do uh, to to create the tours. But really, it it really opened your your heart to Paris, and uh, and you subsequently. Um, Moved there several years later with your daughter, who you had promised uh, y- that your stay would only extend for a year. For a year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> share share a little bit about that story because I, I love people who follow their hearts, and well, and, was, and I want to share your heart with our audience. Thank you, Tanya. Well, what was fascinating is that um, here I was, the first black working with this company, News Travel Network, and when they hired me, they said, and I was the only woman reporter. And they said, now, we're going to be sending you around the world, and you're going to be coming up against, you know, in situations where it's going to be culturally different, and you're a woman, and you're black. And and the funny thing is that I never had any challenges as a traveler in the world except in the United States. Mm -hmm. I went everywhere. I was always greeted graciously, never had any problems being a black person, but the only time I did was at a hotel in San Diego where I was I was challenged. But but the fascinating thing was um, I was the only mom on the staff, so they began letting me de- do more, uh, uh, in, I won't say in-house, but in-country stories. But when I started out, I did things. I was in places like, uh, you can go to Scotland, Bali, Hong Kong, wherever, and there's always history of black people. You go to mm-hmm. Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'll never forget going there. And I looked around and I was like, wow, this looks like Oakland. How long have you all been up here? There were so <laughs> many African-Americans, people of color. And they said, oh, well, you know, after the Revolutionary War, when Africans who had been enslaved fought on the side of the British, the British said, oh, if we leave you here in the United States, these people are going to kill you. 
So they began sending them off to Halifax or sent them back to West Africa. So um, Mm. the other thing that was fascinating, though, was that I began doing history trails. I did an Abraham Lincoln history trail in, in Illinois. That was fascinating. Did a history tour in St. Louis, Missouri, and it was it was really wonderful because it, it taught me about Josephine Baker and Scott Joplin and Red Fox and all of these people. There was even a walk of fame, but the tour mm-hmm. lasted for an hour and a half, and I was really disappointed. Um, I did a history tour in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Hot hmm. Springs, Arkansas, not many people are aware, was... It used to be, for African Americans, I guess in the 20s and 30s, it would be the hot spots. New York, uh, Harlem, uh, Chicago. uh, Where is Hot Springs, Arkansas? (laughs) (laughs) But Hot Springs was the first major, uh, one of the first major resort cities in the South for black Americans, where they could own lakeside houses. It was a place where the mafia came. There was a racetrack, mm-hmm. and there was a, a sense of freedom, and you could make money, and I guess everybody was of color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there was a much different history there. Let me tell you one other thing, and I can hear you breathing, but one other thing that's fascinating <laughs> is that as I um, got more into this, um, I said I want to do more on the Black History Trails. I wanted specifically to do a Black History Trail in Alabama, Mobile, Mm. Alabama, the first city in the United States to have Mardi Gras. We think of New Orleans as Mardi Gras. The first Mardi Gras was in Mobile, Alabama. And Tuskegee Institute, the top tourist attraction in Alabama. Did you know that? I did. I I did not. And And I'm ashamed to say I didn't because I'm... uh, so-called travel experts. <laughs> and what? And so my my uh, the the men and the guys that I was working for and with they were like, well, why would we want to do a Black History series or trip? And I researched it and found out in 1992, African Americans were spending spending 29 billion dollars a year traveling. Mm-hmm. I took that to the president of the company. He said, "When do you want to leave?" <laughs> you know, it was well, like, okay. <laughs> well, uh, just, 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 you know, I'm digressing a second, but when you were talking about Hot Springs, Arkansas, it, it sounded very familiar, and I hope my dad's listening, uh, to a place where my dad hung out, uh, Idlewild in, yeah. in Michigan and Woodland Park. Oh, the Wajak, uh, Michigan, where blacks owned homes on the lakes. There was Lincoln Hills outside of Denver, Colorado that was a ski resort. And we need to know these things. Once we understand where we come from, it'll be easier to go where we have to go. Absolutely. So, so, but, but what took you, all the places that you visited as, as a journalist, what took you to Paris and, and prompted you to, to form the, the Black, Black Paris tour? Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it, it has several levels. One, I was tired. I uh, had divorced. I had one child. I had promised myself, no matter, you know, before, even after I got divorced, I'm going to Paris. I'm going to do this. It was like a test. Can I do this? Can I do this? And it took me a while, and I, uh, 
I got there in 1997, but it's, you know, when you, uh, you get tied down to stuff, a job, and I had been working as um, an anchor, and I had a talk show in the Bay Area of California, and it was hard leaving, but I was tired, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be, I, so I got to Paris in 1997, it wouldn't be until nine, in 2006 that I found out one of the reasons I was tired was that I had a brain tumor. Oh, that's a, that's kind of like the back story. The front story is I was determined to get there and took my daughter. I wanted her to understand what it was to be a black woman in the world. Um, I had also worked in New York for radio network and had had was fascinated with uh, uh, all of the politics out of Africa at the time. And my the French that I the little French that I knew then. Mm. served me well at the United Nations when I was a journalist. So I knew that I could do okay. And it, we went there. I was going to spend a year for my daughter to learn to speak French, for us to have this wonderful experience. And my friends began coming over shortly after I got there, two weeks after I got to Paris. Of course and, they did. <laughs> and they do. I'm the one that always wants to say, let's go to Allensworth. There's a... Um, a state national, a state park in uh, central California called Allensworth State Park. And it is a monument to Alan Allensworth, who founded a black town in mm-hmm. Allensworth. So we would go down every year for the Allensworth. Um, they have a big reunion and picnic and things. So that was the kind of thing that I wanted to learn who are we, where have we been, all of this. So when I got to Paris, my friends said, okay, what have you found? You know, and there's so much history there, and yet it wasn't out on the sidewalk. You'd have to dig for it a little bit, do a little research. And so I had friends who would come. Some people would say, oh, we're bored. We don't know what to do. I'm like, how could you be bored in Paris? Or people say, oh, I never lost anything in Europe. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I came. But then when we begin doing the tours, and as I, I started them very informally, and we just walk around, and they were, and it would change lives. I'll give you a, a perfect example. There was Admiral Tony, uh, one of the first blacks to head the Pacific Fleet. He and his wife had been coming to Paris for 20 years, you know, staying at the grandest of hotels, and, and it just had a wonderful experience. And they spent two days with us, and at the end he said, Ricky, You need to turn this into a business. I've been coming here all this time, and never have I been to Little Africa. I've never been to Chinatown. I've never, Mm -hmm. you know, hung out on the streets. We were always in a taxi. Right, and 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 you know, and I know that um, I know a few things about your tour, and I'll tell you before we go to break. We're going to go to break here in in uh, in a, a couple of seconds. But when Ian and I started uh, our travel agency, Bronze World Travel, uh, and we were researching uh, heritage travel, which is what we wanted to specialize in, we heard about. Black Paris tours um, at the very, very beginning. And so I'm so happy uh, that we've finally connected yes. and, uh, and that we're able to, to share uh, your knowledge and, and just, you know, the, the, the history that, uh, that you provide uh, your guests when, uh, when you do travel to, uh, or when they do travel to Paris. But we're going to talk a little bit about the history and, and, and what really makes um, Black Paris 
in, in what encompasses Black Paris when we come back uh, after break. And we'll be joined by my husband at that time. You're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show with Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. And we will see you quickly on the other side of the break. 